gonna put you on the spot. Okay, dream talking guys, we got a special treat for you. Uh, we're gonna have a little quick episode because we're hungry. Um, but as always, oh, let me start with this. This is Elizabeth Carruthers, my great friend. <laughs> don't get nervous, don't get nervous. I'm turning, I, I never do this, I'm turning to like a radio show. But, uh, uh, check, check, one, two, <laughs> Yeah, I one, should, two. I, yeah. I should sound check it, but I'm not going to, I'm being lazy. Um, so I would say you are probably the number one person I can point to for the reason I'm doing this podcast, for real. Because, do you remember, so here's another thing I just thought of, you gotta say something. <laughs> what my dad would say is, uh, no good deed ever goes unpunished. Yeah, well, there you go, here's your punishment. <laughs> So, Thank okay. you so much. Have I, I have a very good feeling that it's the one-year anniversary of us meeting today. Today? Oh my gosh, Redwood yes. City. Redwood City. So I went to Redwood City the week after Valentine's. Okay. It was my first week there. Okay. And you and he who shall not be named showed up about that same week. With the candy. With the candy. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I feel I like it's, right. if it's not the mm-hmm. anniversary, mm-hmm. it's like within the week of the anniversary of us meeting. Well, let's do what we do as a culture. Let's decide something. Yeah. It is the truth. And then let's go back and bust our balls to figure out how we can document that actually oh, well, happened. There you go. Right? Yeah. We'll do like every religion and yeah, every yeah, other uh-huh. holiday. It was, it was definitely that. And somehow we'll... Or we could just not bust our balls and just say, yeah, it's the 21st of February. Well, that's cool. Happy anniversary. Right, happy anniversary. It's been a fabulous year. Okay. So I'll start off with you walk in to the building. And, um, like most people that I run into at work, it's just, okay, here's another, you know, whoever. And, um, I introduced myself to you, you introduced yourself. And the thing that I remember triggering was that you said you were a writer and that you wanted to retire within a couple of years so that you can write and you're into historical nonfiction. And then I was like, oh, okay. Maybe we do got somebody. Maybe we do have a weirdo that we could uh, we could connect with a little bit. And man, boy, was I wrong because we connected a lot. And it was one of those. Um, God, I gotta find a better way of saying it, but it, it's a feeling of like past life kinship feeling of like like you were my mom in a past life, or you were my sister in a past life, or. It's just there's, there's so much familiarity at such an early stage. Um, and then I was thinking on the drive over, too, of how, like, hanging out with you, I feel like I'm my best self. And that's really fucking cool to have a friend like that. That is cool. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I feel the same way in so many ways. And I also think, and... Walking into that little control room, rocking the orange, <laughs> I kind of feel like um, what also could be happening is that we were both really willing to just be vulnerable that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so I don't have to put on this front of all these images to make myself non threatening or familiar enough to, for this other person to get. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's the storyteller in you, because as soon as you said that, it just triggered here, that, like, I was in, I wasn't in a familiar place. I had, I've worked most of my career in a place around people I know, right? Mm-hmm. And so if a, 
quote outsider comes mm-hmm. in, I'm maybe not going to be as vulnerable because mm-hmm. I already got my set people, I got mm-hmm. my set, you know, I know where I'm safe. But mm-hmm. I was a stranger in a strange land, and you were kind of a stranger in a strange mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. And then it, it was like there was a willingness to be vulnerable, like, okay, she's a writer, screw it, I'm going to go for it. And I just started talking about, you know, you said historical fiction. And I said, well, I don't really read fiction, but I love nonfiction. I brought up Malcolm Gladwell, mm-hmm. and and it was off. And it took off. Ooh. The rocket was off. Yeah, stranger in a strange land. <laughs> yeah. Like a novel, Ursula Le Guin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love one of the. Okay, I'm just gonna shower you with a bunch of compliments, and then we'll get past this. Okay. I love your mind that you think like a novelist about real life stuff all the time like you tell you don't just tell the story and the like this happened and this happened and that happened it's like the the context it's just your little story about the the mob guy <laughs> living right around the corner here and the police, chief of police it's all like a story it's all this joseph campbelly archetype like what um um yeah this is what happened but here's the cool underlining and you just shower me with that stuff and i totally love and it's it. weird because and it isn't everybody. Pause. And we're back. And we're back. Well, isn't it just weird how, you know, like, I like to frame everything in a story. And that's kind of what human beings do, right? Mm-hmm. We can't yeah. help it. Yeah. And like I was just saying, you know, I feel like a vegetarian shark. Yes. Because I'm a novelist who hates conflict. <laughs> And if there ain't no conflict, there's really no reason for anybody to be interested. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest thing for me, I think, to get that and the paradox of everybody's watching and nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. So so when you said that, that's what triggered me to say, okay, I'm going to start recording. When you said you feel like a vegetarian shark and that you're a novelist. I got to repeat it because it's so good. A novelist that hates conflict. I hate conflict. Yes. In my personal life, great example, if I roll up to a four-way stop, I will ensure that the other motorist, I'll like... All of them. Yeah, I'll break, I'll break. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead and get there first because y'all work it out. I'm not looking for conflict, that that tension of you go, you go, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. you know. And and I don't want to offend anybody. I just don't want whatever but but if we're writing stories um the whole story centers around conflict internal conflict you know conflict with you know the aliens or the monster Mm -hmm. or you know the sharks versus the the jets whatever yeah yeah right Uh so like for me this park i've been coming to this park willow street park since i was three and it is the scene it is the center of where my my protagonist's best friend and brother will be killed mm. and I was thinking it makes sense to me personally because uh, all the little deaths I've experienced have, have kind of been linked to the park in the sense being a little kid mm. and then being a, 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 a what do they call them now tweens or whatever yeah yeah tween yeah pre-adolescent uh-huh. and, you know this is where I played little league baseball this is where I cut school with my buddy Alex and uh-huh. you know got a dozen donuts and burn one yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. this is where I come where I kind of need to you know yeah get right and so yeah and so that's the best place for the the climax it's very dramatic and conflict yeah. climax to... and in my little personal world it's the portal between 
the the mobster, the retired mobster who lived supposedly, allegedly across the street. M- lived across the street from the bocce ball court, <laughs> and then Joseph McNamara, who was an iconic police chief here in San Jose, who brought the concept of community policing. And uh, I know personally when I was pulled over by one of the San Jose's finest a yeah. hundred years ago, and he was pissed that I was gay. Oh, and that I didn't have anything really legitimate for him to write me up for or whatever. Yeah, being gay wasn't illegal. No, but unfortunately he, when for I him. mentioned, hey, you know my dad, <laughs> I pulled out my white middle class privilege because I thought yeah. I knew this man was gonna either kill me or beat me. Jesus. And man. I just said, hey, my dad lives down the street from Joe. And he goes, well, you can tell Joe I'm out here doing the Lord's work. Oh shit. Yeah. So that energy, that you know. Uh-huh. You've and, had so many of those. You've told so many of those stories. We won't get to all of them today. Of like these intense shit that grown ass men said to you when you were young. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, that'll that'll build some survival instincts for sure. Yeah, but just that that energy is. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, yeah. thinking about my Irish grandmother. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And um, how po- I think police, um, their function or whatever, is to maintain the old way yeah right so they're not on the edge of the new way yeah it's kind of like the very definition of conservative yes yes shit is it their whole thing is to maintain order the whole thing is to to shit's worked enough now that we don't have complete chaos so we're going to keep shit the way it is i don't even know if it's that i think we have you know i can't speak for a police person in policing but we have a lot of shit. We have complete chaos. This is where we're at today. I don't necessarily even personally agree with it necessarily, mm-hmm. but I gotta enforce it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and that and and that overarching honor or that overarching commitment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to enforcing. Yeah. The rules. The, the the slippery slope is when people decide they're the judge exactly. and they're they're all three branches of the government. Mm-hmm. Judge, jury, and execution. Yes. Yep. And that, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the function. I think. Yeah. No, I is, get it. So as always, we um, we tend towards certain themes at the same time, even though we <laughs> don't see each other that often in person, right? So <laughs> this has been a theme for me over really? the last couple of weeks. That's is, interesting. Is the conservative archetype and the more liberal progressive archetype and how thinking of conservatives in that way of like um order and societal order is a very valuable and um sensitive thing and sensitive yes and it could crumble and I think that a lot of people that will say temperamentally lean towards more conservative mm-hmm. will, will say that, like, they don't have that revolutionary tear it all down. They're like, we're freaking lucky to have the the, the reasonable amount of order um, and structure that we have in society. It's valuable. Don't fuck with it. And liberals – and again, I think it's temperamental. I think a lot of it is how you're born oh. because I, I – I, and environmental is huge too you know for sure but i was born in about as crazy a liberal environment as you can be born berkeley california and you're about as crazy as a person can be and i can't and i am on a whole lot of levels on a whole lot of levels but as a 30 year old man with a middle class job with five kids and my i didn't tell you my house got broken into last week and i'm putting cameras up and i'm getting a dog yeah i already have a gun like 
I those are all not Berkeley would like say what the fuck's wrong with you yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean and it, and it, it's I think temperamentally actually I'm not as far left like temperamentally as far as how I was born genetically yada 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 I'm not as far left as the environment I grew up in and yeah. that's you know what I mean yeah. and so that's something I've been toying with is the, the the archetypical conservative the archetypical liberal now one big personality type this is from have you heard of the big five personality types it's Jordan Peterson is the guy that I've been hearing a lot about it from what are some of the types so oh man I'm not going to freaking remember them. the big one that I was going to I was thinking of when I was thinking of conservatives and liberals is openness to new experiences. Mm. So liberals are very open to well, new experiences. Well, the brand, the, the brand, brand yeah. of liberals, because yeah. you know I was raised in a very liberal environment too, and I'm not as liberal. I'm coming to realize, as, mm-hmm. yeah. or I'm not as liberal as the uh, perception that was. Yeah, was was the <laughs> yeah, kind of the brand is open, but the brand I love. But that, that whole yeah, thing yeah. about like being tolerant so one of the biggest lessons I ever ever was able to learn is it was a painful lesson but it really helped me was um, I was in a relationship with a woman way 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 older than me and I was having struggles with my family Mm -hmm. and about them not accepting me Mm -hmm. and I had to learn that well I got to if I want tolerance from others, I really have to give it myself and not yeah, not just slap a bumper sticker on, yeah. be tolerant and have all the the iconic brands of all the mm-hmm. world religion. Yeah, the rubber meets the road when yes. can you can and you really, have tolerance, yes. can you give yes. love, can you give acceptance to the people that it's hard for you to do that for? Yeah, or the people, yeah. or the that, people that don't give it to you. But again, here we are at the four-way stop assuming that someone's going to have a beef with us, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're always... <laughs> Hands in the air. Go ahead with your order. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. Right on. Okay. Cool. So that I'm now I see the algorithm of my brain going a million places. So I got to pick one. So one thing I was thinking of was the way that we we tend to go on similar themes and then when we go to talk to each other the master class thing was the perfect that was so ever funny. example of that which i told that already on two episodes ago the one i did uh, as a group um the excuse that i did with keith and a couple of the regulars from uh, paul's meeting <laughs> so i already told a very abbreviated version of the story that we just tend to like whatever the ether is we just yeah. tend Ooh, to tap yeah, in, yeah tap into similar areas <laughs> and i was thinking too the phenomenon that I think I've had more conversations with you in my imagination <laughs> over the last year than any other person. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool that like you come across someone that represents that certain archetype that agrees with you so much but is different enough that you want to visit that archetype in your imagination and, you know, kind of lay it out there and see what yeah see what that other person who's really a part of yourself yeah and th- right? thinks about yeah, it yeah and it's obviously i would do the chunky not the creamy fun of peanut butter <laughs> right. but definitely peanut butter it's obviously all projection yeah. it's like the very definition of projection yeah. but it's really cool to like know that person right and then you know we've sent texts to each other like hey stop interrupting me in yeah, my I'm, imagination yeah. <laughs> shut your mouth when you're talking to me <laughs> in my mind of course yes yeah so that's okay the that, that was one thing yeah. I was thinking of. I was also thinking of the fact that how cool it is to be a creative type person and that there's a lot of people that will say maybe isn't, don't lean towards the creative side, that just come to the park and just, yeah, it's a park. Yeah, I used to come here when I was little. 
And it's so cool that you, like you're saying, you tie it to your story in all these different ways. And that it brings this park to life in so many cool ways. Like instead of just, oh yeah, it used to be nicer, you know, there wasn't as much trash on the ground or just that, you know, the Back tip- in the good old days, yeah. we had recreation <laughs> leaders who would hand us a damn volleyball, Nick. Yeah, which they did, right? Which they did, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but you- But we don't want to pay for that anymore. <laughs> See how I just slam yeah, yeah. everybody? I love it. You love it. Yeah, so, so having a creative type mind, and, I'm, and since Masterclass, I, I can't turn it off. I watch freaking David Lynch talk about making movies, uh, it's, which is crazy. We got to talk about that. Uh, what, listen to Malcolm Gladwell talk about, uh, you know, writing. And everywhere I go, when someone starts telling me a story, starts telling me the story of their life, I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be a good movie. And not just that would be a good movie, but I can see the scenes and I can see the characters and you know, it, it's it's fucking cool. It, it, you feel like a kid again. You know what I mean? And and that was something that was so alive for me when I was young and really did get turned off until like literally this last year. Like I told you a year ago, oh, I don't I don't like fiction. Yeah. Like I'm like I don't read fiction. I don't like watching shows. I don't like watching movies. I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. Why did I draw that line? Like I was like, no, I like documentaries and nonfiction. Give me some real life shit, right? And over the last year I've so gotten back into movies and into shows. And even been, I don't read, but listen, audiobook to some novels that it's like, you know, the uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle mm-hmm. Maintenance. And I'm like, you, you see, and you've, you've texted me this before, which is a super interesting thing we can get into, is that in fiction, you can reach truths that you can't in nonfiction. Well, it's uh, like more one real. of my amazing teachers I had yeah. uh, back in the day, Dorothy, Allers- Dorothy Allison said... Uh, in fiction, we lie in order to tell the truth. Yeah. And I think that's a, she says it best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. And you what I'm hearing, what's the parts like, wow, I never thought of this before, was maybe that's one of the reasons why, even in our, our sophisticated, uh, super, in, you know, um, attention grabbing, mm-hmm. you know, commodification yeah. world, whatever. Two minute yeah. YouTube clip. Um, that the, the the need to feel like a kid again, to have that excitement about a story, and it really doesn't matter the format. I mean, I love books. I love the way books smell. <laughs> I love. Tactile I don't know. I love that. Feeling. But yeah, I also yeah. got. I'm so grateful to have a whole bunch of books on my. I just read on my computer. Mm-hmm. But just having that excitement about story. Yeah, and it, it brings like 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 you're saying. And then having that um, that compulsion to write, and that's what it is I, a compulsion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that yeah. was something I, I I don't remember his freaking name. He's like a 1950s kind of badass writer guy. Bukowski. Bukowski. Yes. Yeah. You see? I love it. <laughs> you remember it. So Bukowski said, um, "Don't write unless it's painful not to." And that's it. Like, and, and that and that's yeah. kind of like. There, there's a creative impulse in me, and there always has been, and that's kind of the only reason I'm doing the podcast. Like, I wouldn't do it unless I had to. And like, like there's just, there's been this just aching thing in me of like, go start doing the fucking podcast, start sitting down with people, start recording stuff because I get like high off of this shit. Like, like this little 30 minute thing we're gonna do, it's gonna like 
keep me running for a week. It's your jam jam. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just fires me up. It, it gets me into, like, a flow state. I get to connect with people. And it and the other cool thing is it gives me an excuse to, like, meet up with people when I maybe... It's all good. Yeah, it's all yeah. just good on top of good. Yeah. Win, 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 win. Yeah, you know? right on. And so, uh, so I want to thank you for opening thank me up you. to that world. Well, wow. I... Uh, I want to thank you for letting me know. Yeah. I mean, because it was a really amazing, amazing experience for me to show up in that control room at Redwood City. And you know, my thing was, okay, I'm going to the ends of this, this earth for this project. Uh-huh. Um, I felt nervous. I felt anxiety. Me too. Yeah. Um, kind of like you were saying. And I thought, but I said, but I know in my heart of hearts, something, something, really positive is going to come out of it, even if it's just okay. I did it. Yeah. So it was really cool to meet you and yeah, just hard to put into words it the is. connection and then just weird little stuff that our brains get all lit up over like we both have we have the same birthday. We have the exact same That's birthday. That's weird. September 18th. When you have one out of 365 chances of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I I know um, when you're talking about like that you're it's sort of vulnerable to to like take that leap to show up as yourself to yeah. show up as yourself that's been so i've reread or re-listened to alan watts has a book called the wisdom of insecurity oh. which is fucking great and like it was that. written in the 1950s uh, and, yeah i know i was like before they had a self-help <laughs> yeah, section exactly. at the barnes and noble you got it oh my you got it so um so the wisdom of insecurity and and that's been another theme that that's been dancing around in my head is the needing to have control of shit is what creates that existential crisis that in that real insecurity that heavy like panic and anxiety and all that yes and in his book the wisdom of insecurity i'll super simplify it the the best security is to realize you're you're infinitely vulnerable you're infinite, infinitely insecure. You it, that that which wants control has no control, right? And you're trying to cover up the turkey skin on your left elbow, that's it, yeah. elbow. Exactly. Whereas the reality is your whole ass it's is showing. exposed. You got so it. Yeah. Just so just let thing. go. Yeah. 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 Well, and, you know, what came up for me when you were saying that is, I, I I'm I'm not a parent anymore. I helped raise a set of twins, you know. Yeah. But you're you're in the trenches of parenting. Mm-hmm. So we tell these kids, well, you know, be yourself and show up. What a confusing. <laughs> go, go. You know what, dude? Go to that high school right there and just fucking be, yeah. just be yourself. It'll all be good. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great day. I know. What a confusing oh, direction to give them. What a yeah. setup, man. What <laughs> I know. A, that's fucked up. Meanwhile, I'm at the four-way stop, not wanting to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. You know, but let me let me drive you to the high school where you're just. Oh, you're like gonna yeah. make me emotional because yeah. this is this and, is. And you know, you'll get your first period yeah. and all that, you know, or boys, you know. Ah. Yeah, this is one of the like, the most paradoxical, weird, um, lessons, themes that I don't quite know how to get across to my kids. I kind of got a, a strategy. I don't know if it works. Of like, I, I tell them, I love you unconditionally. I think you're like so cool in all these many ways you're such an interesting 
person. Yeah. I, I love I see your, yeah, your beauty. I inside. see the beauty. I see. I, I love spending time with you. Mm-hmm. I'll say that to every single one of my. I can't kids. wait to hear what you think about this. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. You know. You're so deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I give them all of that, and then I also say, you're gonna bring all that amazingness to the world, and there'll be a lot of people that are gonna shit on it, and there'll be a lot of people that'll make you feel bad for being vulnerable and for opening up. Don't fucking listen to them. Like, like, there. And then I always say, like, Martin Luther King had haters. Gandhi had haters. Go down. And then I'll pick like who their favorite people are. Like, uh, you know, um, uh, I can't. You know, Angelo. Steph Curry has so many haters. Warrior fans hate on Steph Curry. And he's the most amazing shooter in the history of basketball. You know what I mean? And so, a good dude. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know how to portray that. And I know life is going to teach them. It's going to either yeah, way, right? Yeah, life is the... It's going to beat them into words submission. Don't teach. Exactly. Yeah. It's gonna, but, I, but I feel like the only job, my only role is to say, to communicate, I love you unconditionally. You know? And, and not only I love you unconditionally, I think you're really cool. The way you are. Just the way you are. And, and and the way you are will change. I don't need you to stay six-year-old, you know, yeah. version. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're, okay, yeah. you're 16. You're a whole, but, yeah. but I, 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 you know, I love and appreciate you. And I love spending time with you here today. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's my best attempt. We're all faking it. I, got I remember it. my mom telling me I was pretty. I'm like, you have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just full of shit. You have to say that because because your mama. <laughs> oh shit. Cause I tell yeah. I that tell. was last week, by the way. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah, it gets harder the older they get. Yeah, for sure. Right on. Okay, that was a nice little mini episode. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. I'm glad we finally got to this. You, this is, I don't know, 10 episodes in. You should have been my first episode. We've had, we've had... I was too busy hanging out at four-way stop. <laughs> yeah. Let everybody else go. Yeah, no, go Not right ahead. Make... Go ahead. Go ahead, love. <laughs> Not going to make it today. Um, but uh, uh, we've had many, many great off-mic off podcasts. And some even happened. And some even happened. It sounds very Oscar Wilde. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I love it. Okay. okay, thank you, Elizabeth. We'll do it again sometime. We'll okay. do a longer one.